You are listening to the Metabolic PCOS Coach Podcast and I am your host Dr. Rashmi Pawar, a gynecologist and a master certified life and weight coach who helps you reverse your PCOS to avoid all the complications associated with it while staying reversed for the rest of your life. Uh, how can you manage to get clean eating? before you get pregnant so what do we think when we like what are what are thoughts around pregnancy like right now you're already eating the way you're eating and like somewhere inside we feel like once i get pregnant of course i can eat whatever i want to eat right like pregnancy is going to be like an all you can eat buffet no one can say anything because i'm pregnant it's like a ticket well we use that ticket even now but in pregnancy is like a legit ticket no one is going to question you so we think that pregnancy is going to be a magical experience which can instantly make us eat healthily like of course we want to eat healthy and so many patients would ask me what uh what foods to avoid they will never ask me what foods to eat. They will ask me what foods to avoid in pregnancy. Uh, and they rarely ask me what is healthy eating, what is mindful eating. Like, So, of course, you will avoid alcohol, smoking. You will avoid foods which are like not cooked, um, raw fish, raw meats, uncooked vegetables. You will avoid like those um, very intense cheese. Um, Anything which doesn't smell good, taste good, don't eat that. That is of course, but there is so much more to like how to eat healthy, like whatever remains, like our brains are like, okay, I will not eat these things because that would harm the baby. But there is so much harm happening with our regular food as well. And we think that once I get pregnant, like there is constant struggle even now like we're thinking like okay i should be eating this 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 which is healthy but we think that once i get pregnant of course i will start eating healthily like i'll wait for pregnancy to happen as if all our bad habits would disappear overnight and sometimes it does especially if like you really redirect your mind towards the well-being of the baby constantly it might work but it doesn't work that way because we have our minds and we have our thoughts and we have a life and we eat in a particular way so everyone would understand normally like we assume that they will understand what we are going through um that nothing bad would happen in pregnancy and we would have this amazing baby moon and our husbands would be giving us foot massages and help us change our uh shoes like I used to see that in some of the patients. That didn't happen to me, by the way. But I have seen patients who 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 would really like make their husband do everything for them. And I'm like, I was amazed. Like some women are blessed that way, but many are not. So we imagine we have these sort of expectations from our family and friends. But what happens? What happens is we feel the discomforts of pregnancy. (laughs) Pregnancy for very few of us is fun. We start having the nausea. It's like 
even if you are not like constantly nauseous, but you will experience it um, to some extent. And some will just experience it constantly. You will have the pelvic pain. It's really uncomfortable for some of us. You'll have back pain. You'll have heartburn. These are like some of the discomforts of pregnancy, which are normal. Like if you go to a doctor, they'll say, ah, oh, this is normal. You might constantly feel sleepy, constantly, especially if you are a working uh, lady who's pregnant, you're gonna feel sleepy a lot because the blood pressure is low in pregnancy. Body wants you to rest. You might go through a lot of mood swings and arguments purely because you're hormonal. And then when we have thoughts like, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm entitled to have mood swings. And then it's, it just gets even worse. We get sort of trapped in it. We feel trapped amongst over-caring family members or non-caring family members. We feel like a victim that they are, they are doing this to us. Some of us would have complications and would make it mean something about their worthiness. Like suppose if, God forbid, you lose the baby. Many of us would make it mean as if like we are defective somehow and it shouldn't have happened otherwise. We think the world for once would start revolving around us that would make us feel better. And we suddenly would change and start eating healthily once we get pregnant. So we literally wait for pregnancy to happen so that we can take those corrective actions. But that does not happen. We keep thinking others are responsible for the way we feel. Hence, when we feel bad, we go to our best friend who has always supported us in hard times, food. Food is our gateway to all the misery and that continues in pregnancy. We snack every two, three hours because we heard somewhere that a pregnant lady should snack often. We have more takeaways, more eating outside. We constantly eat to feel better. Like that's like throughout the day, through whatever you're feeling in pregnancy, food time is probably the only time when you feel comfort. And that's how our brains work and that's fine. Food is our coping mechanism. I can't tell you how many couples have fought in front of me when the husband gets <laughs> the wife to the emergency room or to the clinic with severe abdominal pain, severe epigastric pain, and severe chest pain sometimes, and it's because of gastritis, because of something she ate, and like this severe pain which is coming up. And it's all because of the food she ate. So, so many of us are on antacids just because they don't want to let go of the food that gives them pleasure. And so many will find instant relief by keeping a food diary immediately. If I tell them that, okay, all you need to do, this, is, this food caused you this problem. Now I've told you this. So keep a food diary, a journal, write down the foods that you're eating and how bad is your symptoms of acidity. And so many of them have benefited with that. They know exactly what is the food item which causes them that esophageal spasms. So many women would get gestational diabetes in every pregnancy. 
So I can understand it as if it's the first pregnancy. But every pregnancy, if you're getting gestational diabetes and you keep gaining more and more weight, then it's because of the food that you're eating. Because if you have gestational diabetes, if you had it in the past and you want to not have it in this pregnancy, the solution is not to take more metformin and insulin, because that's what they think. If I eat metformin and insulin, I'm not going to monitor myself. I'm just going to eat whatever I like, because I love to eat. Of course, we all love to eat, but you need to change the way you're eating. You need to change your relationship with food. So most of them would keep the food and not change anything about it, would rather take medication. Now, medications have side effects. Like it can produce severe hypoglycemia, which can be life-threatening. So food diary would show you what food makes you sleepy. If you felt drowsy after eating something, that means that food item, those food items that you have consumed have increased your sugar. Bread, baked goods, pasta, white rice, these are just some of them which instantly spike the sugar. And I know this because I had pregnancy diabetes. And I was like monitoring like a proper, as if I'm going to get graded by my uh, consultant who is going <laughs> to give me like A+. plus depending on how much I I get um, affect, like how, how, what kind of readings I'm creating. But that was an exercise which got me here. Me having pregnancy diabetes, me going through my insulin resistance, me learning how food is affecting my body and how it can all be reversed was life-changing. Next is salty food. Salty food can cause water retention and high blood pressure. The complications associated with those foods are worse, are the worst thing that could happen in a pregnancy. When the blood pressure because of pregnancy starts rising, I'm not saying that you won't get high blood pressure if you reduce salt, but it is one of the causes why high blood pressure comes, high salt intake. So, if your blood pressure starts rising up really high earlier in pregnancy, you might need a premature delivery. Your baby will not grow inside because the blood is going all restricted to the baby. The baby might die inside. Your life might be at risk due to convulsions and bleeding in your brain, in your uterus. Like It is a very, very complicated pregnancy just because of high salt, one of the reasons. So doctors are still trying to explore why does preeclampsia happen, but high, high salt intake is one of them. And many of these baked goods that we are consuming, if you just look at the sodium content in it, you will see how high it is. So if, if, if just reducing the salt, reducing the sugar can give you a good pregnancy experience, can assure fetal well-being, your well-being, won't you try it? Now, the solution is not to deprive yourself of eating whatever you like, whenever you like. That is not the solution. Because, of course, you want to eat to feel better because that's our coping mechanism. So you don't have to keep eating foods that you don't like or tasteless food. But be intentional about it. Don't be impulsive. Don't just like go for the next thing that is available, whatever comes to your mind or you saw something on an ad or your friend mentioned a word or something. Don't get influenced by that. Be intentional. 
about what you're going to eat and why you're going to eat that. This starts by noticing how you're eating right now, by documenting it in your food journal or food diary. Just write down what you ate yesterday. I talk about in, in depth in Compassionate Meal Planning. The link is in my bio. I've revised the video and I've added some extra stuff to it. So please go to it and download it and watch it and start implementing it because that is the way to clean eating before pregnancy. Not many doctors can guide you with it, except for me, because I'm also a life and weight coach. So I understand how food is actually impacting your pregnancy. So the compassionate meal planning is specifically designed for PCOS women, depending on the needs and urges of cravings which come up. So it takes you step by step through the process of what you need to do first how to plan your meals and how to manage your mind around eating. So what will happen is you will learn what moods, what moods you are in when you're eating a particular food item or when you're overeating or you're snacking on something unhealthy. You will learn your patterns. You will learn ways how your brain is thinking around food and how you can rethink around food. When you do this work consistently every morning, you start taking the power back. You start being deliberate about what you want to put in your body. The result of these efforts is you become confident in healthy eating. Even before you're pregnant, you learn what foods suit you and what doesn't. You start noticing your emotions. You take responsibility for your thinking. You learn what you think is the right way of eating, like what your world looks like in your mind, where there is no judgment, where you are ready to handle anything in your pregnancy. When you become the star of your own universe, when you're no longer holding others responsible for how you think and feel, but take full responsibility of what goes on in this head and get what you want without fears, without worrying that it's going to affect your baby. All right, so that's all about clean eating. We have something in our mind always about, okay, I should be eating this way. Try that. Try that before getting pregnant because after you're pregnant, it's sort of difficult because it's very overwhelming because every day you're pregnant, there is no option. And most of the time, most of them will go through it fine. But then some of us will have complications. You can take that control right now. So learn how you're eating. Be very mindful about how you're eating. Find peace and comfort in the foods that is healthy for you. It's very, very, very good to feel when you're nourished. All right, my friend, that's it. Hey, if you're ready to reverse your PCOS, I want to invite you to a discovery call with me to get started on your journey to reversing PCOS where you are going to lose the weight first, the hardest part, and then get to all your health goals by staying insulin sensitive for the rest of your life using my proven formula. 
just head over to the link in bio to book your call. I'll see you there.